Super Mario Bros. movie absolutely decimates the box office, becoming the biggest hit of the year so far. Star Wars announces three films from Lucasfilm, and Indiana Jones 5 gets a new trailer. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We're very excited to be talking about a ton of movie news this week. So much is going on. So many major announcements. But before we continue, we're doing a movie meetup. We're going to go see Evil Dead Rise in theaters on April 22nd. That's a Saturday at AMC 16 in Burbank, California, the 5.20 p.m. showing. This isn't like a sponsored event or anything. We're just getting a crew together to see how many people show up to come see a movie with us again this is rated r for all you under 18 year olds but if you want to come hang out with us before the movie and after the movie and watch evil dead rise and watch me squirm in my seat we'll be at amc 16 in burbank california at the 5 20 p.m laser amc showing for evil dead rise we're right now taking up the middle of row f so feel free to get seats around there. But we got a little crew build, building right now. So come watch a horror movie with us. It'll be fun. Yeah, and all the details are on our Instagram post. So check that out for the, the exact details that you just mentioned. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see that movie. It's getting great reactions from critics. Oh, the trailer just gives me the ick, man. I'm like, oh, I'm like oh, but I'm, I love I'll it. sit through it, man. I'm, I'm gonna like, sit through I'm, it. I'm like eating popcorn while watching that trailer. Like, <laughs> this is pretty good. I'm not gonna eat for two days before I see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get into the box office. Super Mario Bros. blew everybody's expectations out of the water. I was expecting this movie to pull in sixty to seventy opening weekend. Now it is a five day weekend, but still. If you take away the, the other days, it's still a monster success. So it made 195 just domestically this past weekend. And then 368 million global. This is on track. That's a gr great start heading towards a billion dollars. <laughs> Can you like, I, could, that? <laughs> I looked up the 1993 film with uh, John Leguizamo. That movie, that movie made $48 million, this entire box, so box office too. run. So this movie made that in just its Friday. I saw a great <laughs> meme the other day where it was like, kids today in the video game adaptations they get, and it was a photo of Pikachu from the cartoon, then the great Detective Pikachu design of Pikachu, and then below it is what I got when I was a kid, and it was a Goomba from Super Mario Bros. <laughs> NES, and then the dinosaur Goombas they got in the Super Mario Seven Bros. Seven foot tall movie. with yeah. tiny heads. It looks like a dinosaur. It's like, this is what I got. <laughs> this is also evidence of the, the new trend in Hollywood I'm predicting over the next 10 years. It's not Superheroes will still be, obviously, very present, but video game adaptations are going to be on fire now. After The Last of Us, after this film especially, it's success. Video games are going to be adapted every year. We're going we're gonna to be looking at like 10 to 12, I would say, each year. Major video game releases. And we have a bunch just in this week's movie news episodes. All the studios are greenlighting them right now. They're like, what do we have for IPs of video games? They're on what can fire. we buy? So expect, I mean... We don't hear it right now, but I'm expecting a Zelda announcement sometime in the next month. I mean, that'd be really cool to get like a Link origin story or yeah. something to do with you Zelda. You want origins? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna, it's, an, it's I mean, gonna be an origin. <laughs> I don't want an origin. I just like let Link already be Link. I would say. I'm, I think this is a perfect time for Hollywood to start actually taking video game stories seriously, making great movies and TV shows out of it because the technology is there and the production's there. So oh, yeah. why the hell not? And Super Mario Bros. What a absolute destroyer of the box office. Also, it was it proved that it was smart to make it animated absolutely yeah and i haven't we haven't seen it yet we're gonna probably see it this week uh but it looks awesome it looks really funny everyone's saying it's terrific and had a great time but 
it's hitting such a, a massive generation, uh, multiple generations of fans because this is a perfect like family movie. If like you have kids, you're in your 30s or 40s and your kids want to see it. This is the perfect th- movie like to millennial go to parents. because it'll be perfect for people yeah. who are 30s, 40s, who have kids, who played the Mario games their entire lives growing up. And then the kids who are just being introduced to it and like new Mario games and Mario Kart and Mario Party. Everyone's going to have fun at this movie. And based on the trailer, they're hitting kind of like every kind of Mario reference. They got Mario Kart. They got Super Mario Bros. The NES. They got Mario 64. Like everything I've seen from the trailer, it just gets me excited to see it. The yeah. Rainbow Road. Like I can't wait to check it out. Looks like a ton of fun. And then second place with a great first weekend is Air, the new Ben Affleck, Matt Damon film about the rise of the Air Jordans. Rise. rise. Air Jordans, <laughs> rise. Just, the rise is just always, it's so in my great in my head well, now. Technically, it's the rise of Nike. Yeah, the rise of Nike, rise. rise. <laughs> it had a great, a very good, respectable 15 million opening weekend, which I'm happy to see because it's, you know, it's just like a drama with a lot of comedy about a really interesting story about very small people who make a big thing happen and really change the culture of the world especially in fashion and sports. So we love the film. We're going to do a review of it this week, but we highly recommend checking it out for sure. Yeah, I had a a blast watching it. I think Ben Affleck is the best triple threat in Hollywood in terms of writer, director, actor. He's killing it. Also produced the film as well. Co-written with his boy, Matt Damon. The Boston Boys back together on screen. Oh, we love them. For the first time since, what, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was the last time they were on camera together for a movie? What, do you you don't remember the last duel? Oh, the last duel? <laughs> oh, you love that movie, bro. Oh, man, I just totally forgot. So, like, they haven't even worked together Shut since up. Good Will Hunting? I forgot, man, I forgot. Have they ever worked together? <laughs> Are they even friends? Do they know they're both from Boston? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Third place, Dungeons & Dragons had a pretty good third weekend with 13 million. John Wick in fourth place with also 13 million. And then Scream 6 is still holding on strong with a third with a 3 million in its second month of release. Scream 6... Also broke this mold of screen movies of not being able to hit 150 million. It is past 150 million box office now. So very good success for them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving on to probably the biggest news of the week was the massive Star Wars celebration that also had a ton of announcements for projects going forward as well as three new movie releases. But first, they got we got a look at the Acolyte as well as the Skeleton Crew. If you were there, you got to see, I think, a trailer and little teasers. I saw some as footage well as, online. As well as cool. images of both. The Ahsoka Tano trailer also was released and that's out on the internet as well right now as well as the new poster for that. Daisy Ridley was announced to be returning as Rey Skywalker hyphen Palpatine. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. But the three new Star Wars movies announced are going to be directed by James Mangold, Dave Filoni, and Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy, who recently won an Oscar for Best Short Film. Now, James Mangold's film is going to be called Dawn of the Jedi. takes place during the Old Republic. And quoting Mangold, it takes place 25,000 years before Episode Six, and it's about the discovery of the Force. Origins! He explains. I told Kathleen, Ke- Kathleen Ke- Kennedy, I wanted to make a kind of Bible movie, a kind of Ten Commandments of Star Wars, 
kind of a Cecil B. DeMille film about the arrival of the Force, and that's what I've been pecking away at between press events. That's the idea. Dave Filoni's film will cultivate the events of the Mandoverse, and then Charmin's film will be about rebuilding of the Jedi Order set 15 years after Revenge of the Sith, and this is the one that will star Daisy Ridley as Rey. I honestly think it's smart to bring Daisy Ridley back. I know that people weren't happy with those movies, but I always found Daisy to be an excellent lead, very talented actor, and I always enjoyed Ray. Obviously, the story didn't work out like everybody hoped it would, but I still think she's a strong character and an excellent performer. And going forward, like if I was if I was in charge, I would also give Daisy Ridley her own franchise. She's the contemporary Luke. Yeah. You got to go with her. You know, she's the the lead of the franchise of the IP. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a really smart idea to get Ray Skywalker back. Um, the Ahsoka trailer looks really cool. They didn't tease too much, but like they got you got a sense for the world. Uh, the lead characters. Uh, we get a couple of Siths and a couple of Jedi, so it looks like a lot of fun. Still waiting for the Sebastian Stan led Luke Skywalker movie. <laughs> I think that's a no brainer, but you know, Lucasfilm gonna Lucas film <laughs> what do you want like a luke skywalker just in the desert before he's just dude he's no, doing no, stuff kidding. for like yeah, 20 yeah. years i'm kidding i'm kidding luke just just luke on adventures that would be incredible oh i'm not sure how i feel about needing an origins of the jedi i'm not sure that i mean i need to see that Origins. i would have liked to just have like sometime just like another jedi sith story like you have twenty five thousand years and you you go to the beginning i mean they, they, they're still i mean they can't it's help. Easiest it. story to tell. Origins are like the way to go yeah. in Hollywood right now. So I understand why they're doing it. Because then they can build a franchise for twenty five thousand years yeah. of, of <laughs> more movies <laughs> for the next twenty five thousand years. They Star Wars. Some, they movie. have something to build off of now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll see going forward. But I'm sure it'll be cool because they'll start to learn about the Force as well as maybe forge the first lightsaber stuff like that. Oh yeah, we need to see the first lightsaber. <laughs> Everybody's asking for it. What if we take this like the special star crystal, rock crystal and like what if we <laughs> star put rock it, like, canceled? What if, what unsubscribe <laughs> star rock. <laughs> Pretty good way to describe it. The star crystal. What if we put it like inside of of this like handgun? Like see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know your stuff, man. Big time. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Dawson's rolling his eyes. Jake, Jacob's just done listening. Just, these are just jokes, Anthony, all right? <laughs> uh, also, James Mangold is absolutely on fire right now with Indy, uh, the Star Wars film. And Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. And he's also, he's going to be actually shooting his Bob Dylan biopic with Timothy Chalamet this, starting this August. So they, he just announced, because he's doing so much press for the Star Wars news announcements event they had the other day. And someone asked him about the Bob Dylan biopic, which has been in development for... I think three years now, Chalamet's been attached to that for a very long time. Like before he even was in Dune, he was attached to Star as Bob Dylan. And they said they're finally going forward with an August shooting date. So I think that the indie post-production phase and reshoots delayed that film several months. So expect the Bob Dylan biopic to come out next winter. If they're shooting by fall this year, it's going to be targeted for a, a winter release next year. And I think Timothy Chalamet is a perfect choice for Bob Dylan. He has the look, he like the, the facial, hair, the, the facial face, structure, yeah. like very similar chin. I think once he has the big curls, it's gonna be like that's fucking Bob Dylan. Also, he can sing. He's been learning guitar for like a long time now, for years. He's now. He's been for, indefinitely practicing and training for yeah. this role, so he'll be singing and playing guitar. Yeah. So and he does have musical theater in his background, so I'm looking forward to seeing him. And plus, he's doing the, the Willy Wonka film, so I'm sure he's a great singer. And I'm really looking forward to these next big movies of his to hear his voice and see that other side to his talent as a performer. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about it as well. And it's gonna follow Bob Dylan starting when he was 19, when he just became or. An absolute <laughs> sensation 
in like two to three years, he became the biggest yeah, New musician York. in the world. And he came to New York with nothing in his pockets, 19 years old with a guitar and just changed the world of music forever. So I think it's mm -hmm. a really cool idea for the story and super excited for it to finally go get filming. The rumors August is when they're going to start filming and more James Mangold will stay on him because we got Indian Swamp <laughs> Thing. He's been confirmed officially to be writing a script for DC for the Swamp Thing and we can assume he's probably going to direct it after he directs the Bob Dylan biopic as well as Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny got a new trailer which they released with Lucasfilm at this big Star Wars event and is online right now. I have mixed feelings about this trailer because I'm a little worried that they showed a little too much of the movie in this trailer. Obviously, the movie we got the runtime from Kathleen Kennedy is going to be two hours and 22 minutes, but I think they showed a little too much. We got a little bit of uh, the backstabs going on in, in the, the oh, double the crosses. Yeah. We got some stuff going on. I feel like they should have hid that stuff for the film. Mm -hmm. Overall, though, but they put a Rolling Stones song, which was an interesting choice for an Indiana Jones film because it didn't really feel like an indie trailer at first. And then, how do you not have John Williams? Well, they blended in yeah. the, the theme later on yeah. around like the minute and a half mark. So I found that an odd choice to use a classic rock song in an Indiana Jones trailer. I think they're just trying to connect with uh, recent trailers that have performed well for younger audiences. Classic rock is the so thing like, to do. Yeah, it's like a cool thing to do. Although, Even though like these kids don't listen to it ever. Yeah, <laughs> not that I so, know of. So I would say, well, I mean, because rap's so popular, why not open with the rap song? Well, it's, not, it's just pop. Yeah, pop. pop. It's not popular yeah, music anymore. Top forty. Yeah, because that's the brand. It's John Williams. As the sound of India. It was a weird, it was weird at first, but the second time I watched it, I'm like, it actually works pretty well. And then they blend into, I'm sure the, 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 the he's not a regular. This fine. isn't your normal indie. This is a cool indie. This is a cool indie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I listen to the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> um, ultimately, Sympathy for the Devil is a song that was chosen. Yeah. So it was. Uh, they showed a, a little bit more of the story for sure. I would have liked to see. They still haven't revealed the DH speaking. So they've shown they showed more DH images, which look good. A few more seconds of footage of the DH Harrison Ford, but they didn't show him speaking yet. So that's what I'm worried about. The movement of the mouth when DH actors are speaking, that's something they haven't really been able to crack completely yet. So they might be holding on to that to fix it up still. So that I'm curious to see the DH sequence. What's it going to be look like when he's when he's actually speaking and saying dialogue? So that's, also, that's the yeah. biggest challenge. There's also a few reveals in the trailer that I was shocked that they did in the in a trailer. Whereas Helena, who's her father, I was always I've been curious for so long who is Helena's father. It was revealed yeah. that it's it's a uh, uh, Indy's friend in the opening flashback. Toby sequence. Jones, Toby Jones' yeah. character clearly is Helena's father because I've been shot nine times, once by your father, and then the flashback of him, him getting yeah. shot in the shoulder. So I would say that was the the de aging sequence of him like moving his yeah. mouth but like why are you revealing that in the trailer that was a great mystery of going yeah. into the movie who is Helena that's what I was so curious about this whole time is who is Helena's father but oh, I'm saying they. I would say they probably revealed that because you probably learned very early in the film I guess that's my guess. And I guess also, so. that's, he's not speaking de-aged at that point. Well, he like ah, oh, you shot oh, me. This, like, yeah, oh, you shot yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> but he like turns. He still reacts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, but I mean, still, but I, like, I know that you learn earlier in the movie, but like. Yeah. Entice people to see the movie more. Why did they show anything? <laughs> I mean, this, you is, this you is James's reaction. Why did they show Indiana Jones? You don't have to. No, but this we've been talking <laughs> no, about I'm Disney. I'm no, I'm kidding. Disney's <laughs> biggest problem with their trailers is they show the whole movie. I'm not saying they showed the whole movie in this trailer, but they showed too much. I think it's Indiana Jones. You don't have to show even anything. I I disagree. Uh huh. Because we barely got Mads, and True. I feel like there's a big finale that we didn't get any footage of at all. So I think that they actually didn't real, reveal that much. So I'm in complete disagreement with you. Complete? Complete disagreement. It is a long movie, so yeah. you're probably right. I think, I'm just yeah. overreacting. Yeah, I, think. 
I just don't want too much. Every time you see a trailer, they show the whole movie. That's Disney's MO, dude. Disney can't help it. Well, maybe they've changed things. You've changed things forever. forever. Ant-Man forever. 3. <laughs> In a bad way. <laughs> You've changed things forever. But like James Mangold, holy shit, with all these projects, did like all the execs get around with him? They're like, so, so James, which movie would you like to direct? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Indie, Star Wars. Bob Dylan, Swamp Thing. Well, dude, after Logan and then after Ford vs. Ferrari, he's definitely one of the best directors working right now. Oh, yeah, he's very in demand. And I mean, can't blame him. And, but also, it's cool to be bouncing around the other, all the studios, too. It's not, he's not just sticking to one. So He's like the Michael Giacchino of directing. <laughs> just, yes, 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 yes. DC and Marvel? Sure. <laughs> Pixar? Okay. <laughs> all right, let's move on to speaking of Joker, the reference we did earlier. Joker, <laughs> Folia Du has wrapped filming. Todd Phillips announced on social media he also shared the first images of Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn, the first official images, as well as Joaquin Phoenix as Joker. Two great little still shots of both characters from the film, and I am very excited about this. There's been a ton of behind-the-scenes footage. It seems like they saved a lot of the big outdoor sequences really for the end of filming, which yeah, I think was really smart just to get people excited about it towards the end of the production. So that's probably not a distraction for everyone in the cast and crew being hounded, I guess, by reporters and people because you're filming outside in New York City. So last week, all the behind the scenes footage that people are shooting of uh, Harley Quinn dancing and singing up the famous Joker steps, that was all being revealed. But little did we know that they were wrapping up filming pretty much. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I think that I, from the day one, I was so happy with Lady Gaga's casting announcement. And I'm, I, I still feel like even though we've seen a lot of this shoot happening in New York City in the exteriors, it's probably only a matter of minutes of footage of the film, yeah. realistically. And it comes out on October 4th, 2024, not very far away. And I know we should probably do Joker very soon. We should, we, yeah, because we, we did it for our second episode. Our second episode, we did Loner Cinema. We did Joker versus Taxi Driver and yeah. compared those two films, but that was when we didn't really know exactly yeah. what we were doing in terms of a podcast. Oh my God. So maybe we should revisit Joker very soon. We should, we should. And I'm actually really excited about this. I know there's a lot of mixed reactions to people finding out that it's a musical, but I'm telling you, go back and watch Joker. That movie has several musicals. Musical numbers, several dance scenes, singing. It has lots of components and elements from a musical in it already. So it kind of is a musical in a lot of ways, that film. Yeah. Speaking of Joaquin Phoenix, we got all these connecting threads. Woo! Napoleon, Ridley Scott's biopic of the commander and eventual emperor of France, is getting a release date by Apple TV. So no release for Apple TV streaming has been announced yet, but... Apple TV, like we said last week, is committing to theatrical releases, so they will be releasing Napoleon on November 22nd in theaters prior to its streaming release, and they haven't even announced the streaming release date yet, so they're probably trying to figure that out. Should we wait a month? Should we wait six weeks? I'm guessing they'll wait 40 days before they put it on Apple TV, but it's great news that these big movies made by great filmmakers, you can see them on the big screen, even if it's, even if it's produced by Apple TV. I'm very excited about Napoleon. I'm actually... Doing, I'm listening to some podcasts about the the man, the legend from Corsica, from France, because it's a he's a fascinating human being, one of the 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 great generals and leaders of armies and conquerors of all time, and it's really cool to get a movie about. And this is something that Stanley Kubrick was trying to develop and make for years. Like he, I think they're kind of basing the story somewhat loosely around Spiel, those notes. Spielberg's doing it. Is Spielberg's doing that. Spielberg's doing a miniseries. Um, off Kubrick's notes. Off Kubrick's notes. Yeah, gotcha. Because um, he was he was actually helping Kubrick 
And so he, Spielberg announced a month ago he's putting together the project of a Napoleon series. It's an incredibly yeah. fascinating story. It changed the world, especially Western civilization, forever. So I can't wait to see the movie. You changed things forever. forever. <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon, you've changed things <laughs> forever. But uh, I recommend doing a little better. Who kills for money? <laughs> Don't talk like them. You're not like one of them. <laughs> Why do you want to kill me? <laughs> I don't want to kill you. <laughs> you complete me. <laughs> I don't want to kill you. <laughs> Anyways, fascinating human being, crazy story. I'm, again, get some background going into it because it's a complex individual, so much history around it. But I'm very excited about this movie. The image is fantastic. It's Joaquin on horseback with cavalry, uh-huh. charging sword John. Let's go, Ridley Scott. You are the man. I love you to death. And we got another origin story. Origin. Heat is getting an origin story. Well, not technically an origin. Not it's a dead prequel. prequel. So Michael Mann actually wrote a sequel to his film as a novel. Came out a couple months ago. It's got rave reviews, bestseller. Apparently very good. And so he's looking to adapt that into a feature film. Now, Adam Driver is rumored to be signing on as the coveted role of Neil McCauley, De Niro's character in the Michael Mann film. He, he too, will serve as both a sequel and prequel, jumping timelines. So the novel focuses on four different periods in a non-sequential structure, taking place between 1988, 1995, 1996, and 2000. Read it like I wrote it, taking place in those years, not between. Between. (laughs) In. Inside of them. The first... Write prepositions, please. (laughs) In the first time period... It follows a wounded criminal, Chris, so um, Val Kilmer's character, evading authorities. He makes his way to South America where he partners with new characters who ultimately introduce him to two rivaling Taiwanese crime families. Another storyline follows younger versions of both Vincent Hanna and Neil McCauley in Chicago. Two, the two nearly cross paths as they encounter a violent criminal. The novel also features an after storyline pivoting to Los Angeles Five, af- five years after the events of Heat. Now, we don't know if the script is going to follow the structure completely, but I'm assuming it'll take some of those elements for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a lot of bouncing around for a movie, but, I mean, if they can do it well, I think it'll work fine. And I believe it shows how um, Chris met his wife in Vegas in the uh, 19- oh, yeah. 1998 yeah. um, storyline. They fell in love right away, Yeah, and he took her out of Vegas and brought her to California, wherever he came. I'm down. I mean... It is what it is, like we keep saying, with the reboots, the sequels, legacy reboots, prequels. It's Michael, Michael Mann, Man, dude. As long as he's doing it, I'll watch it. Like, the guy's awesome. It's, okay. it's, it's his story, you know? He created it, and if he has more of that story to tell, that's cool, you know? I'm just very curious who they're going to get for Vincent Hanton. Now, that's Al Pacino's character. She had a great ass! <laughs> you had your head all the way up it! <laughs> <laughs> because I think Adam Driver's an awesome casting. He's way taller than De Niro, but it's whatever. It doesn't matter. But um, My life's a disaster zone. So talented, but who are they going to get to start opposite Big him? Big shoes to fill. Yeah, for both characters. Big so. shoes to Very excited about this. Sign me up. Heat 2. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. We got a bunch of trailers also. The Barbie trailer, the new one finally released and dropped, and it showed an absolutely stacked star started cast and I like the tone it's very Wes Anderson-esque sort of inspiration because it's just like subverting expectations of reality where they're humans 
as Barbies, but like everything's plastic, the cars are plastic, and just having fun with the the physical elements in of the world and reality in in physics, and just having a good time doing it. Kind of like you're just like a a kid playing with your Barbie dolls. You're imagining them to be real, but everything sure. around them is fake and plastic. Yeah, and um, it looks like it's taking like a, a Lego movie approach as well, but with like live action actors, and it seems as though what you can gather in the trailer at the end is that there is a real world with real people and that Barbie and Ken are going to enter the real world. And that's where I think we got scenes of like them at Venice Beach skating from behind the scenes and stuff. So Barbie and Ken will go from their Barbie world into the real world and, and interact with the real world. It seems like the humor is going to be spot on to stuff like SpongeBob SquarePants, where it's obviously this is a kid's movie. It's Mattel. They're going to be moving a lot of dolls after this. <laughs> that's the point of the film. Lots but, of dollhouses. But also it's going to be entertaining for adults because even like the ending sequence of the trailer where it's Ken and Barbie and Ken's like, I think I should sleep over tonight. And Barbie's like, why? He's like... Because she's like, but but why? Like, they're both oblivious. He's like, I'm, I'm not really sure. They have no idea why. Yeah. So it's like, that goes over kids' heads, but adults are like, oh, I know what Ken wants to do. Or Ken thinks he wants to do or doesn't know. And it, it looks like Gosling and Ro Robbie have terrific chemistry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, and I, they're both great at comedy. And I, I think Ryan, Ryan Gosling is one of the most underrated comedic actors because he does, he does, so funny. He only does comedy here and there, but he's really, like, his timing, his delivery is really perfect. The nice guys, yeah. he's so funny in that movie. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? He's, he's, he's hysterical. Mm -hmm. And how about another trailer? We got the Secret Invasion trailer. Did we talk about this last week or no? We did. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. We talked about that Anyways, last week. Anyways, it's out. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> they, did release, they did release a new poster, though. Okay, new poster. They released a new poster. But yeah, um, we talked about it last week. Sorry, my bad. Um, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 3 has actually released its soundtrack online, so it's now available if you want to listen to the soundtrack that the team put together for the film. I'm not going to. I'm sure you won't either because no you way. Don't, I don't want to ruin. Like, I don't even want to look at it. Yeah, I don't even want to know what's on it because you just want to feel the music when it's happening in the film. got to feel it, gotta, man. you got to feel it. That's one of James Gunn's great strengths to <laughs> filmmaking and directing is selecting excellent music for sequences. Yeah. Whenever Hans Zimmer releases a new score, I'm like, ah, I have to fight myself to stop from listening to Same, it. Same, bro. Sometimes I do, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, like, I'll listen to it a, just a little bit. I listened to it a little just bit a little of it before it came out. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I can't resist C the urge. <laughs> yeah, because he released two tracks early and it was like ah oh, dude's out but we didn't no one knew that they he was doing three albums so that's true yeah they weren't completely in the film yeah and no so speaking of james gunn another connecting thread we were just connecting threads left and right here so we're seamstress speaking of <laughs> speaking of james gunn there's been a casting rumor from an insider who revealed that james gunn and his team are looking for a young chris pratt type for the role of cal l superman for superman legacy so it looks like they're going for the farm boy aesthetic and feel. Chris Pratt, I think, is definitely a good archetype to draw from. And it looks like they're trying to go for a more humorous, charming Clark Kent than in the past. Or goofy, goofy charming. Yeah. Because I wouldn't say that Peter Quill's exactly charming. He's just silly, goofy, funny. He can be charming. He can be, he but he's, be for the most part, he's just like a dunce. Well, I mean, when someone's funny, they are, it's a charming personality. It's not like, I'm, I don't mean charming like I'm going to charm you like a like a womanizer. That's what charming means. No, charming can be, mean uh, delightful to be around. <laughs> I mean that as well. Okay, you're right. So Chris Pratt's delightful to be around, so. I'm sure he is. <laughs> Some more news. Now on the horror front, Maxine, the third film in the trilogy from Ty West, has just cast... Elizabeth Debicki, as well as Giancarlo Esposito in roles for the third film. Cannot wait to check this out. It's going to be in L.A. It's going to be in L.A. Yeah, it's yeah. L.A. It's coming out this year. And, I mean, Giancarlo is just so on fire. The guy's in everything, it seems like. And Debicki, 
Really talented actress. She was in The Man from Uncle as well as Tenet. So super excited to see what they can bring to the table. And she just played Diana in The Crown. That's right. Yeah, she's a great actor. Succession is on tonight. Woo! Episode two. Three. The, episode three, I mean. <laughs> the, the first two episodes have been great. Oh, man. And they keep ending on amazing cliffhangers. Like, oh my God. If anyone who's watching the show, like, the last cliffhanger was like, holy shit, what's going to happen? I think when episode two ended, I said, this is the best show on TV. Like, the best written show. It's it's so terrific. It was funny. When it cut to black, we both were like, oh! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Great show. I can't wait. <clears throat> Next so up, well made. did we talk about the Blue Beetle trailer last week? Just briefly. No, because it dropped on April 3rd uh-huh. on Monday. Okay, so the Blue Beetle trailer. We talked about how yeah. we might be involved with it somehow. That's right, that's right. So our reaction to the Blue Beetle trailer was it was fantastic. Very energetic. I love the change of setting for a DC film. I'm so, I was getting tired of the metropolitan areas in just Kansas. That's basically all we've seen. So to see this uh, environment in Texas, so fun, uh, so much, so much life, and I like the family aspect to the the character having his family involved in, from start to finish of the film, and also the family knowing he's Blue Beetle immediately, like no secrets, no BS, like let's just get them involved. I thought it was a really smart direction for the film, and yeah. I don't know anything about the character, but it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I didn't know about anything about Iron Man, and that's I didn't true. know about anything, I didn't know who Thor was, so like I think that's really cool that they're just like giving these lesser known characters shots as well and i can't wait to check it out we met the we met sholo the star as well as the director on hell super nice guys last week at warner brothers so that was a really cool experience trailer is super exciting i love the ending of it with the kind of anime qualities of him making a sword from nothing it, it looks like a lot of fun and mm-hmm. i think they're gonna do something a little different so oh yeah pretty excited to check this film out moving on to some more news we got another trailer spider-man across the spider-verse dropped and set the internet ablaze i believe they what tra- didn't they drop marvel drop a trailer the same day as blue beetle to take the wind out of it Oh, did they? I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy news or something, but not Into the Spider-Verse. I mean, Across the Spider-Verse trailer came out a few days later, uh-huh. and the trailer looks awesome. The competition, and, man. Yeah, so I believe when Blue Beetle dropped, Marvel dropped some huge news as well. Wow. It just, like, deflated the yeah, hell out of the headline cover of Blue Beetle. Yeah. I mean, it's competition. It is what it is. But the Spider-Verse trailer looks really awesome. The animation looks fantastic. And I feel like they barely showed any of the different things they're going to be doing in terms of the animation as well. We got a lot more of Oscar Isaac and got to see him as a villain more so in this trailer to get a sense for where the story is going to go in terms of its conflict. So it looks like a lot of fun and looks like they brought in just as much humor, emotion and stakes as the first film. So I'm looking forward to it. Next up. Disney has announced a Moana live action remake starring Dwayne Johnson. This movie came out in 2016, so only six years away. <laughs> seven, <laughs> seven years later. Seven, <laughs> seven years later. It's yeah, been they, a while since Moana came yeah, out. Should yeah. we like, readapt it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they waited this long, to be honest. Yeah, and Dwayne Johnson obviously is involved. He helped announce it. So, But I, I know uh, that film's really well liked, and so I think that Disney's just like, we can get another out, out of it. <laughs> get we another make, one. We can make another. It hasn't mil. been, like, at least wait 10 years. I don't know. No, this, I think this is a decision with... Them losing so much money. At the going back to the re- hits. Yeah. Going back to sequels, hits. Toy Story 5 announced. Moana remake. Live action. I want a Toy Story live action. <laughs> <laughs> Stop motion. But make it look like bad with just like actors and makeup and, and costumes. Like make it look really ridiculous. That would be fun. That would be weird. That would be ridiculous. That would be really weird. Yeah. Ballerina, the first film to kick off the rest in the start of the John Wick universe, starring Anna de Armas, will hit theaters on June 7th, 2024. The release date was just announced, so get ready to go back to the Wickverse. 
That's a competitive time. Table. Yeah, that's like they're they feel good about it if they're going June seventh. Sure, like it's gonna that's, be awesome. That's competitive month. Like this June is insane with competition for films. Russell Crowe's been doing press for the Pope's Exorcist, which is getting like a lukewarm response from critics. Um, he's talking about Craven the Hunter. He said it's actually going to be very dark, and he said, "I haven't seen it. I haven't, I, but I know that we're going through another round of shooting again, so they're doing reshoots soon." He has one scene to do in a couple of weeks. And he talked to the director, J.C. Chander. He's a good director. He did that uh, Robert Redford film where he's trapped on the boat in the middle of the ocean. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. And also A Most Violent Year with Chastain and Oscar Isaac. He's very over there? Yeah. Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) He's a very capable director. Um, But Russell Crowe did tease that uh, the world is unexpectedly dark so we'll see i'm sure we'll see a trailer they, they gotta release a trailer sometime craven the vegan <laughs> <laughs> i only wear suede <laughs> <laughs> i'm very curious about this movie to be honest we talked about it when Seuss was on last week and we have gotten nothing not a single image just behind the scenes shots that's it's, it's weird to we not haven't even, seen yeah. anything so it seems like they're keeping it under the wraps for a reason, but I mean, it's coming out this year. They got to start advertising it very soon because it's already freaking April. It's not. It's odd to not even have like the first photo of Aaron Taylor Johnson as, as a character. You know what I mean? I'm, but I'm sure we'll get something this this uh, June when all the superhero films come out. I'm guessing we'll get a trailer attached to Spider Verse in June. That Moving seems, on, seems a guarantee. Rumor is that there's another Resident Evil reboot remake in the works right now called Resident Evil. The Umbrella Chronicles, and this is the same name as one of the video games. So yet another reboot, I believe. Uh, P.W. Uh, Paul S. Anderson is going to be producing it. Who made it's Paul W. S. Paul w. S. Anderson. Yeah. Get it right. <laughs> you come to my house, you get my name's wife, my wife's name right, Christina. <laughs> what are you stupid? <laughs> Christina (laughs) (laughs) The the other guys right Yeah the other guys (laughs) (laughs) Arnold Palmies Arnold Palmies Arnie Palmies Anyways I mean Based off the track record For Resident Evil And based off the last show That came out That was just We haven't even checked it out But I heard it's one of the Worst shows that's been put out by a streamer I watched 10 minutes, by yeah. Netflix. I very much don't really care because I don't really have faith in studios making a good Resident Evil anymore. I mean, they've taken, what, 20 shots and they keep missing <laughs> over and over again. I like the first one a lot. It's just It seems like such a no-brainer script that kind of writes itself, but they just overcomplicate it, over, overthink it. Just make it simple make it awesome. I'm not sure why... Um, because I mean, respected Paul W. S. Anderson, he's made a bunch of movies, but he's never he's been he's made all the Resident Evil movies. I only the first one's pretty good, and none, none of the other ones are very good at all. Um, so it's odd to keep him involved still in the franchise. You know what I mean? Well, he knows what he's doing as a director. You yeah, know? but don't you don't you want new blood to like a new yeah, interpretation? I would that's say that's why I think it's get weird. A great screenwriter. Like he's made six of them. Like get someone else to do it. He's good with action. That's the thing. But I think if you just get a good screenwriter, then it'd be fine. I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. Simple story. Great screenwriter. Like it's just zombies. How do you the mess zombies, this up every time? Yeah. Next up, speaking of video games, we I know, get... I know, I know, it's more than just zombies. I know, like monsters, <laughs> but it's dogs too, man. <laughs> All sorts of stuff. There's a live action Minecraft movie. It's been announced by Warner Brothers, starring Jason Momoa. It's going to be coming out April twenty twenty April twenty twenty five. So in two years, like I said earlier, video games are going to be super hot the next several years. Speaking super of hot. Street Fighter, <laughs> the rights for a film adaptation just got purchased at Legendary. They'll be making the film with Capcom, 
And I'm sure they'll be putting that into pre-production very soon and getting that out probably around the same time in 2025. Hopefully they don't get... I mean, do you think Jean-Claude Van Damme will return? No, no, no. <laughs> Honestly, I love that movie, though. Especially, even though JCVD is French as hell and he's playing like the most American guy of all he time. He has an American flag tattoo. That's the beauty of America, baby. <laughs> so be, anyone can come here and be, be an American. That's true, that's true. It's, it's, it's a ridiculous movie, but we loved it as kids. Imagine... What has it like the last month been like for studios in bidding wars against for, for IPs of video games? I'm sure they went up like 100% every every price like, tag. I'm sure, but like think about like how many studios are bidding for so many IPs of video like imagine like the, the deals that have been getting made over the past month have been ridiculous I'm sure. I'm sure the their the biddings were just stagnant for years. I'm yeah. sure there were offers but like Capcom's like ah we no don't care do about video games. And these studios are like we're not going to invest more than 20 million dollars into buying the rights but now I'm sure the cost is so high now that they've been jacked up the inflation of the rights war as well as studios offering boatloads of more money now. So I'm sure that we're going to be seeing so many more purchases and rights distributions oh, getting yeah. made for studios. I to, feel like every week is going to be a new announcement. I'm guessing it's going to be probably. This, this it seems to be the new tr the real new trend in Hollywood is video game video adaptation. games and origins. Origins and rise. Why? There's nothing I've I've wanted more than a Street Fighter origin story. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if it's going to be origins. I hope not. You know, it would be really cool if. They managed to do like a great adaptation of it because the characters are so loved, but then like use the elements of like the 2D video game and just like the face offs. I think it, it could be really you cool. You definitely gotta do, they have to do a two shot fight for like at least five minutes, just like a one take. Even put the bars up there. They have to put do the that. health bars they up there. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Just why for not? fun. Like, why not? Scott Pilgrim, in, man. Yeah. That's a, honestly, that's a great idea. I think studios are so afraid to get creative like that. That's a really good idea, honestly. Why not? You listening, Legendary? You listening? Listen up. Do it. Listen good. Final bit of news is Paddington 3 has been announced. It's going to be Paddington in Peru. Very cute. Very cute. Although, new director. So, we'll see. It's actually a director who's never directed a film before. Wow. Yeah. So, it's, just, it's going to be his debut. The other director, he's busy with Wonka. That's right. Well, Paddington's getting a trilogy. Very exciting stuff. I love stuff. Paddington. It's, Paddington 2 is really delightful. It's a delightful, charming movie. <laughs> <laughs> Very charming. It changed things. Paddington, you've changed things. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm it for movie Paddington's news. Paddington's a schemer. <laughs> All he eats is marmalade. <laughs> you kill, you trash, you kill people for marmalade. <laughs> you kill people for marmalade. <laughs> oh, man, it's funny. All right, that wraps movie news. I think it's number 94. We're almost at 100. Thanks for tuning in. Awesome episodes coming for you this week. Tomorrow, we're going to do a full in-depth discussion about the Harry Potter remake TV series coming to HBO Max from Warner Brothers Discovery. We're breaking down and analyzing all the pros as well as the cons. We actually talked ourselves into getting excited about the show because at first, I was absolutely against it. But after the episode, I was like, fuck it, sign me up. Yeah, I was a grumpy old man when I heard it. And then now I'm like, ah, oh, it actually has yeah, a lot of potential. Yeah, it could be it cool. has a lot of potential. could be awesome. could be incredible, actually. Because yeah. we talked about there's so much in the books they didn't do in the film. So much. We go over all the things they left out or all the things that they can do better in the show than the movies. Yeah. Which is actually quite a bit of stuff. Like that final battle, bro. <sighs> Man. Final battle. Quidditch 2 could be yeah, better. Yeah. So much more stuff. It's okay. Anyways, that's life. Thanks. <laughs> that's life. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Take care. See you this week for some awesome episodes. 
and have a wonderful day. See you next time. You've changed things forever. <laughs> Thank you for watching Raiders of the Lost podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button as well. Notifications for sure. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And be sure to check out this other content we have on our YouTube channel.